0: welcome thank you for joining us for this episode from avondale baptist church we are so happy to be sharing the word of god with you and hope that this message is a blessing to you and now here's brother richard last week i talked about looking back to look forward and just i hope that you saw that on we didn't have church that sunday in person so we had it online and And I'm just going to assume that all of you watched it online. So you know what I'm talking about when I said that the sermon was about looking back to look forward. Being reminded of all the good things that God has done this past year in your lives, in our lives, in the church, even in our community, we've seen some changes maybe at your workplace at my workplace you've seen changes the good the bad and the ugly but but i want you to focus on the good things that god has done because too many times the enemy wants us to focus on the bad things and it's been rough it's been a rough year it's been tough we've lost some loved ones we loved ones been sick Relationships have been hard, but my God has been so good. Our God has been so good. And I've changed my whole series just the other day. And I feel like God wants us to know more about the kingdom. Because that's all of our goal. That should be our goal. That should be. Our inspiration that should be why we do what we do because of what he has done on the cross, that we have a place in heaven when we receive him and have a personal relationship with him. That's Jesus. And when we, when we realize about heaven, what it's going to be like in heaven, we do not have to wait till we die to experience heaven. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Your will, will be done on earth as it is in heaven. In Sweetwater, as it is in heaven. Let's make it close. In Richard's life, as it is in heaven. See, we can. Start experiencing heaven here on earth. But how do we do that? How can we have that eternal perspective on heaven? And experience heaven here on earth? Because we can. We can. And so we're going to be looking at several verses. But we're going to start off in Matthew chapter 13. Now we're going to start looking forward. now that hopefully you started looking back of all the things that God has done in, in the year of 2021, and, and now we're stepping into year 2022, and this is the first Sunday of the very first year, and I just thank God that I have a place here in my community where I can worship King Jesus and that we are all worshiping him together. And so I am excited. And what I want us to do is to, man, worship Jesus like this is going to be our last day here on earth. Every day we miss opportunities every day. We have little we have glimpse of, of Jesus right here in our community, here in our homes. It's just a matter of how we see things. But yet we still have questions. Why do things happen the way they do? Why there's so much heartache, there's so much pain, there's so much suffering? It's hard. It really is hard to, to not think about those things that really do hurt us. And those, that pain is real. Those things are real that we are struggling with. But as believers, we know that there's something better. We know that where our peace comes from, we know. Because we have the hope. That we do. And Jesus talks about the kingdom is like. In verse 44, he says, again, the kingdom of heaven is like treasure hidden in a field which a man found and hid. And for joy over it, he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant seeking beautiful pearls. Who, when he had found one pearl of great price, went and sold all that he had and bought it. Let's pray. Father God, we just thank you and love you, Father, for who you are, what you have done, and what you are going to to do father god we believe that you're going to do some amazing things this year in 2022 but we also know that we're going to go through some trials we know that we're going to go through some heartache we're going to go through some pain and suffering but father god we also know that we're going to grow closer to you we're going to experience you more and more each day and that father god i pray that we as a body of believers here at avondale that We will fall in love more and more with you. And so, Father, I pray that the words that are coming out of my mouth, they're not my words, but they're your words, pierce the people's hearts this morning. Those that are here and those that are listening. In Jesus name. Amen. Kingdom come living for eternity. What does that mean? But before we move forward, let's define what it means to live for eternity now. Right now, as we are here, how? When we speak of eternity, we mean the life with God. The life with God that we will experience forever. Forever after death. But I want you to know that it. Begins here on earth. We don't have to wait till we die to experience God. We can have that life with him now. And if you go to Revelations 21 and 22, it talks about the life in heaven. It talks about what we are going to experience. And if the final destination of our existence is a tangible life with God all day, every day, then that should be the focus of our existence now. Right? Right? If our focus is like, man, we're going to spend eternity in heaven. We're going to be living forever in heaven with Jesus and with God. Then we should be able to be excited to live that life now here as we are in the flesh right now. We'd be walking and living with Jesus. And that's how we should have our focus. Just as the destination shapes the journey, so too our destination of eternal life with God should shape our here and our now. And that focus, guess what? When we start looking at that, when we start focusing on that, guess what? That turns into action. They will start doing crazy things. That to this world, they, to the worldly eyes, they will be like, why are y'all doing this? Why are you, why, why? Why are you loving people the way you're loving people? Why are you helping people the way you help people? It's because of what Christ has done. And it's because I'm keeping my focus on him and only him. And that focus turns. Into that action that we have been talking about. That action is a focus on God's commission. Telling others about Jesus and sharing the love with others. (laughs) Right? Being the hands and feet of the gospel, going out, sharing the gospel, being the hands and feet. Serving one another. Encouraging one another. Sharing his love. To the lost. Sharing his love. To the outcast. Sharing his love to the sick. To the orphanage. To the widows. To to everyone. In the here and the now. We are to focus. On being servants of the kingdom of God. Focus on being servants of the kingdom of God. And we do so by keeping our focus. On the eternal life. That we will have with God. And we will all have that one day experience. When he calls us home. Keeping our focus. There was a story that this man named Forrest Finn, the treasure of Forrest Finn. And it was a real live in today's treasure hunt. And the first time I heard about it was a couple years ago. And uh, the guy that I used to, I worked with there at the station, he was a history buff and and uh, he just he had a lot of knowledge about a lot of everything. And he heard about this treasure and we started sharing, we started talking about it, and next thing you know, we're like, man, there's a million dollars out there that's that needs to be found. And he's giving these clues, and he wrote a poem, and, and in that poem, there's clues to where the treasure is. And every third day, when I go to the fire department and work, me and this guy would we'll just sit at the computer and just try to find clues, you know, try to figure out. You know, well, it could be in this area, and we could be in this area. And I actually think that this guy actually went and took trips to Colorado and to New Mexico to really go find this treasure. I really do believe he did this. And even though, and if he's watching, I, I, bet, he, I bet he did go. But then we started looking at it, and there was people that was actually that actually lost their lives looking for this treasure. I think it was five to be exact. You go into these Colorado Rocky Mountains or these deep valleys, and and people actually lost their lives looking for this treasure. And what's crazy is that you don't even know if it was 100% true. All you know is that you heard about this story and that there's clues to this treasure that's worth a million dollars, and everybody's looking for it. And then come to find out it was actually true, and that there's this man that actually found the treasure, and it actually was a million dollars worth of jewels and jewelry that was worth a million dollars. This guy dedicated, I believe it was like three, four years of his life, looking for this treasure. people who depleted their life savings looking for this treasure, people who actually lost their lives looking for this treasure. But we could all be that way, whether... Maybe we're looking for that that right career. Maybe we're just looking for that right amount of money to be in our bank account. Maybe we're looking for that right friend that we can share everything with. Maybe we're looking for that right relationship. We're chasing things that is taking much of our time, and we begin to lose our focus on eternal things, these treasure hunters that depleted their life savings or even lost their lives, they're not any different than from any countless other things among us who... While away from hours or years of our life in pursuit of earthly things. So many times we sacrifice relationships. We sacrifice joy. We sacrifice peace to have earthly things. I know I've sacrificed relationships with my kids. Too many times I've sacrificed relate I've sacrificed relationship with my wife so many times just for the sake of a paycheck. Are any of us living with an eternal perspective? Jesus says that the kingdom of heaven is like a treasure hidden in a field which a man found and covered up. Then his joy, then in his joy he goes and sells all that he has and buys that field. Can we sit there and say that that's how we are? When we see the kingdom of heaven, when we think of heaven and, and, and when we have a relationship with Christ, we should be like that man. We have the cure for everything. We have the cure. Jesus is the cure for everything that we're possibly experiencing. Every heartache, every pain, every sickness. He is the cure. Yes. But do we see it that way where we are willing? We are willing to give up everything. Even our lives. Isaiah 43, verse 18, it says, Do not remember the former things, nor consider the things of old. Behold, I will do a new thing, and now it shall spring forth. Shall you not know it? I will even make a road in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. This verse has been sticking with me the last couple of weeks, especially now coming up to the end of of 2021. Church, people, family, visitors, it's time to look forward. Now, it's time to see what God has for us. It's time for us to see what God has for you in the future, right here in the 2022. Let's not live like the way we lived in 2021 anymore. Let's live with an eternal perspective on heavenly things. And what is those heavenly things? What is those treasures in heaven? It's people. Remember, it's people. Let's build. Let's build our treasures in heaven. By loving people. Being Christ to people. Yes, that's going to make us do some crazy things. It's going to make us do some really, really crazy things. But it's okay because we're doing it for the kingdom of God. And if I'm going to be crazy and the people are going to see me be crazy, I want them to see me being crazy for the Lord and not crazy for this world. Amen. But we have to be careful. In Second Chronicles, chapter fifteen, verse three, we're going to talk about this tonight. We're going to talk about this. We're going to continue this tonight. But in Second Chronicles, verse fifteen, uh, chapter fifteen, verse three, it says, "For a long time Israel has been without the true God, without a teaching priest, and without the law." In verse five, it says, "And in those times there was no peace." to the one who went out, nor to the one who came in. But great turmoil was on all in the inhabitants of the lands. So nations was destroyed by nations and city by city, for God troubled them with every adversity. And there's three things that was missing here. One is they're missing the true God. Because it says there for a long time, Israel has been without the true God. I want to ask you this, church, are you worshiping the true God? Do you have a relationship with Jesus Christ? The second thing was no teaching priests. There was nobody there to preach the word. There was nobody there to teach the word. Is there anybody in your life that is teaching you? Are you teaching? Are you learning? Because we have God's word now. Me and Todd were talking about it this morning, and that's one of our biggest struggles, is really just trying to find time to be in the word for ourselves, not just for teaching or not for just preaching, but to study the word for ourselves, for me, and for Todd. Are you making time to being in his word, allowing the Holy Spirit to teach you and to guide you? And the second, the third thing is God's law has gone missing. And I think we see that today. We were talking about that yesterday. The things that are evil, we're calling it good and the things that are good, we're calling it evil. God's law is missing. God's law is missing. And if we're not careful, the next thing you know, we're going to be like the people in Second Chronicles, just living a world of chaos, living a life of chaos in our family, in our work, even in our church, we can experience chaos. If we're not keeping the main thing, the main thing, then we're just going to be wandering in the wilderness. But if we stay true to who God is and keep him at the forefront of everything that we do. Remember, we got to live. We got to love God with all of our mind, with all of our heart, with all of our soul. What is that? With every part of our life, God has to be in it. And we start realizing that, knowing that we have a treasure that's right there in our forefront, right there in front of us. We don't have to be like those treasure hunters looking for clues. We don't have to be spending all this money. We don't have to be depleting everything that we own to look for this treasure because it's right here. It's the Bible. And for the most part, you could get one for free. It won't cost you anything. See, in in Matthew, Jesus tells the story of that buried treasure that represents the kingdom of heaven. Jesus said the kingdom of heaven is like what? Treasure hidden in a field. Jesus says that the kingdom is like a treasure that is more valuable and also more costly than anything else that we can imagine or possess. So often the treasures of this world take over our perspective and we lose sight of eternity. We do, and that's what we cannot afford, to lose our focus. And then he goes on with the second parable, and he says again, the kingdom of heaven is like a merchant in search of fine pearls and finds it. Jesus is saying that when we see the kingdom of heaven for what it truly is, that we will joyfully part with everything else that we have. When we really see and experience the kingdom of God, heaven, here on earth in our lives, nothing else matters. Nothing. Nothing. It doesn't matter where you are, where you're from. When you have that experience of those heavenly things, when you have that experience with Christ, nothing else matters. Those who discover and recognize the worth of living life under the rule of God. Will sacrifice everything. And anything. That has earthly value. Just for the participation. Of his kingdom. That is so true. If the kingdom of heaven, church, is like a treasure buried, like Jesus says, in a field or a pearl beyond compare, then that means the kingdom of heaven is the mission the church should be pursuing at the cost of all other pursuits. That means that the kingdom of heaven is the mission the church should be pursuing at the cost of all other pursuits. What are we pursuing? If the church and the people who make up the church live within an eternal perspective, then guess what? We will be pursuing the mission with the same zeal that these two individuals that Jesus was talking about. The same zeal. That at whatever cost, whatever is going to cost me, not just money, but maybe relationships, maybe it's a new career, maybe it's a new church. What are we pursuing? And I believe that's why we see so much chaos. I think that's why we see so much bitterness. I believe that's why we see so much pain and so much heartache. It it still amazes me that we have so many churches on every street corner, but yet we still have so many homeless people. We still have so many widows that are hurting. We still have so many orphanages that need a place to stay. How can it be that we live in a society here on America soil, land of the free, but yet there is so much needs that needs to be met, but yet we have a church in every corner? Why is that? I believe the church is having a limited impact on society because they fail to understand the goal of the church. The goal of the church is not the church itself. It's the kingdom. It's the kingdom. That is the goal of the church. And that should be the goal of us. That should be the goal of you. That should be the goal of every single church on every street corner. Could you imagine if we really had that focus? Man. We would really be that. New Testament church that Jesus talks about, that God talks about. Where are you at? And we're closing with this. A good test. What I've learned is how's my relationship to my possessions? How's my relationship with earthly things? To acquire a worldly treasure, people gave up everything to go look for that million dollars in that treasure chest. That guy, Forrest Finn, promised. It was on his word that there is a treasure. They went by his word. And just based on his word, people... Was willing to give up everything to find their treasure chest, even their lives. And so I have to ask myself this question the same thing with you. Does your possessions control you? Does your possessions control you? both of Jesus' parables, the main character has the same reaction. That was to sell all that he has to buy the treasure. Are we willing? Are we willing to give up everything for Christ? Does having an eternal perspective Does it do something to you? Now I know that we have lost some loved ones this past year. And it hurts. It hurts when we lose somebody that is dear to us. But when they are believers and they have a relationship with Christ, they are in a place where we Want to be. You know what I mean, church? And yes, our flesh wants them here with us. But if we really comprehend heaven. We don't want them to come back. We don't want them to come back to this world because they are. in They have their heavenly body. They are a true, true new creation. They are in the presence of the king. And that one day we have that hope that we will join them. There was a lady. I think I can't remember her name, but she had a TV show and she would go in and declutter your house. And it was a a TV show and and it was hard for people to part with some things. And one of the things that she would say is what does this item spark joy? Does this item that you have, does it create joy? If it doesn't, throw it away. Get rid of it. When we start thinking about heaven, when we start thinking about the glorious, the amazing God, his love and his mercy, knowing that we will have a place in heaven, knowing that we will be in the presence of the king when he calls us home, that should spark joy. And everything else, we should be decluttering in our lives because we want to keep our focus on heaven, on eternal things. And I believe that's what these men that in this parable experienced. They experienced this treasure that sparked a joy, and they were willing to get rid of all of their possessions. To inherit that treasure. Do you see the prospect of living for God's kingdom. The here in the here and the now. As worth losing everything. Do you see that? Or is that too great of a cost for you? Yeah. Youth. That means there may be some friendships that some relationships that need to cut ties with adults there may some there may be some relationships that you need to cut ties with that are unhealthy that are toxic there may be a job that is toxic there may be a TV show that you're watching lord knows i got a TV show that i can't be watching anymore but what is it that we're willing to give up For a healthy relationship. To experience Christ here on earth. To experience heaven here on earth. In Matthew chapter 6. Jesus says. Do not lay up yourselves treasures on earth. Where moth and rust destroy. And where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven. Where neither moth or rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And this is something that's pretty crazy because it's not your heart's there than your treasures. Your heart follows where your treasure is. And for a long time, my treasures weren't in the right place. I wasn't investing in the right things of God. I was investing in more of worldly things. And guess what? My heart. Ended up there. But this is what he says in verse 22 of Matthew 6. The lamp of the body. Is the eye. If therefore your eye is good. Then guess what? Your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? And he goes on and says that no one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be loyal to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. You cannot have two gods. Our relationship, your relationship with your possessions, our possessions can tell us a lot about whether we have an eternal perspective or not. If we want his kingdom to come and we want heaven to reign on us here on earth, we're going to end up having to let go of some things. We're going to be spending the next three weeks. Studying about his kingdom. What does it look like? What does it feel like? I'm going to ask you this. How are you with your. Earthly possessions. How are you with your earthly relationships? How are you with. Your relationship with Christ. Are we putting Him before everything else? Or are we looking for other treasures that's, that's costing us things? As Gary comes up and, and just starts playing, this is the first Sunday of 2022 the very first sunday and i'm so excited that every single one of you are here but you know what even though it's a new year our mission is still the same that's to love god and to love others and to keep christ our mission And that's what I want us to do, church. This year, we got so many amazing things that are happening within our church, and and it's going to overflow in our community. We're going to start seeing people's lives change. And it's because of what God is doing at this church and because of what God is doing in you and through you. I'm really excited to see what God has for all of us. You know, this is what it's about, living life together, being on this journey through the good, the bad and the ugly. Right. I was when Todd were talking this morning, I was telling him, I said, man, God has given me a word for 2022. And that word is gathered. Being gathered, being around the family of God and just growing and just living life together together. And, and, and Todd was telling me, man, you know what? God has given me a word for 2022. Also, he's like, it's revival. It's revival. And I believe those two things are going to happen. We're going to see the family of God, spe- specifically here at Avondale. We're going to see an amazing uh, turnaround. We're going to see people's lives being changed. We're going to see a revival happening here. But in order for that to happen, there's some things you have to let go. There's some, probably some sin that you have to repent from. Just let go and let God handle it. Total surrender and having that eternal perspective on things. And so maybe that's you this morning as Gary plays. What is the Holy Spirit saying to you? Maybe he's telling you right now for the first time, you know what? I need to receive this man named Jesus. I want him to be my Lord and Savior. You take that step because that is the very first, the most important decision that you can make in your life. Maybe you straight away. Maybe you you have had that relationship with Christ, but because of some things that happened, maybe you were like the Israelites in, in Second Chronicles. You lost focus on the true God. Maybe you haven't been in his word lately. And maybe he's calling you back home. He says, you know what? Just come. Get back on track. 2022, let's start this year right. Let's start this on the right foot. And let's grow. Let's learn. Let's live life together. And Maybe he's calling you here at Avondale Baptist Church. And you're just wondering, well, you know what? Maybe I need to join the church. Maybe God is telling you that. Come forward. But if you need prayer, we're here to pray over you, pray with you. Or if you just want to spend some time alone at the altar, take this time. Thank you, Father God, for this wonderful message. We pray that it has been a comfort and a blessing to our listeners. Thank you for taking the time to join us here at Avondale Baptist Church. Until we see you again, always remember, Jesus loves you.